Color Gap podcast is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Is This For Real? It's a podcast about various facets of Black life in Edmonton. In the first season of the show, Breaking the Blue Wall host Omar Salafu explores anti-Black racism and policing and tells stories about policing in schools, accountability in Alberta's policing system, and the impacts of police violence on Black Edmontonians. You can listen to the podcast and read more about each episode at isthisforreal.ca. You can also support the work of these podcasters in future seasons on Patreon. So I don't know about you, but I always feel a certain sense of excitement at this time of year. There's a certain kind of palpable energy that this time of year brings that makes me sort of hopeful for what's to come next. I don't need to state the obvious, but I will because it's really the elephant in the room that seems never ending. The pandemic rages on variant after variant, global vaccine inequity and a whole unearthing of some jarring truths about humans has taken up the better part of the last two years. But regardless of what is going on around us, there is an anticipation that the start of a new year brings that almost feels like it's full of possibilities for that fresh start, new beginnings, and the feeling that the best is yet to come. And the new year also makes me a bit nostalgic for simpler times, even if they didn't feel so simple back then a time when the world felt less complicated and the only thing I had to worry about was getting through the final exam crunch. I live in a state of reflection regularly and often think about the advice I wish I had when I was younger to help me put things into perspective about what was to come as I started off in my career post-graduation, what advice I would give to my younger self to move through things with a little less anxiety, more grace, and of course, self-compassion. Essentially what you'll get if you stick around in this episode is a compilation of all my musings, learnings, my aha moments that may help you see a path a little more clearly for yourself and ideally set you up for whatever is to come for your career in 2022. Whether starting your career or changing paths at any age and stage of your life, these sentiments will hopefully ring such truth, those that I wish I had and embraced many years ago. And with me, you will always get the unconventional viewpoints. And you can take it from me when I say I have made a lot of mistakes in my life, gone down paths that were unproductive, wasted years upon years, and dollars upon dollars pursuing goals that never really actualized into much, but I've never for a moment regretted the choice to better myself through seeking out different ways of looking at the world via education. I do have a lot of life lessons that were birthed from that journey, and my non-traditional route to my current path is just one testament to that, along with the accumulation of some pretty substantial student loan debt feel like it's never going to end, but the end is in sight. Well, with all of that, I feel equipped to chime in on, you know, the common rhetoric you always see floating around on 
if I were 22, that advises new grads of the pitfalls to avoid from us more quote unquote seasoned individuals. <laughs> I'm no expert, but there is a couple of tidbits of wisdom that I truly wish I had stumbled upon years back that I think still really applies. Whether starting your career or changing paths at any age and stage of your life, these common sentiments bring such truth that I wish I had heard it all years ago. First, it's one that I've only recently come to understand more fully from a particularly taxing year in my life. And that is that rest doesn't have to be earned. And that old adage of success being only connected to how hard you hustle and deserved because of your level of productivity or pushing through personal trauma, all of that is bullshit, plain and simple. You're right to slow down, to say no, to prioritize yourself regardless of what you may have going on in your life is something you should learn to do early on. I have so many well-meaning people respond to my sentiments about feeling burnt out from this year with well-intentioned comments around having earned rest and how much I deserve to take a break after the year I've had. But it shouldn't take a global pandemic and the loss of my dad for me to have realized that rest and real self-care doesn't need to be earned. Creating space for time that isn't filled with trying to fix something about myself or work to achieve that next thing that will help me catch up to the people around me, that's vital and important to move forward with purpose and intentionality on my own terms. Can't do any of that if I'm burnt out. That intentional rest and creating space for recharging without apology creates space for being the best version of yourself. And it should never be downplayed, neglected, or not prioritized. Take the PTO and be unapologetic about rest. And second, don't get too attached to any one workplace or build your entire identity around your career. I'm going to have a very honest moment with you here. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is replaceable. In my 10 years in HR, I've seen everything. People quit, getting fired, retiring, even people dying. People that have worked with the organizations that I've been with for 30 plus years, their entire careers, who after they pass or leave the organization, you know, people pass around kind words, sentiments, sharing of memories, reminiscing on the good, but they're all replaceable because life simply does and must go on. I could do an entire episode on this topic, but I will keep it short. First, it serves you more than you know to be self-serving in your career and see every opportunity from the lens of what it can do for you to further your pathway and your intentions. Not getting attached or expecting an employer to fully see you or know your worth will save you a lot of frustration and prevent you from being held back from seeing your own potential and ability. You will find it a lot easier to walk away from toxic workplaces, bad bosses, and work that doesn't light you up because you'll learn early on how to separate your sense of self-worth from your work. That alone will save you a lot of misery and get you closer to a more fulfilling path on your terms. Second, no one is going to give a shit how much money you made or what your job title was when you're gone. Your ego may want to connect your sense of self-worth to those external markers and validators, 
But if there's one thing I learned more than anything in this year is that impact is made through purpose, relationships, and your ability to use your natural talents to serve others. It is not found through climbing that corporate ladder or attaching your identity to your work. Invest in building an identity outside of what you do, and you'll find far more fulfillment and satisfaction in life. Also, I hate to break it to you, but there isn't a direct roadmap or pathway that you can rely on to move through the tough times, the lulls, and the downtimes in your career. Your path is yours alone, and it requires you to know yourself and trust your ability to move through the parts that aren't so seamless. Those tough times and the times when you may feel unworthy or unqualified. I remember back to my first semester in grad school where I would have sleepless nights about what is commonly known in the academic world and beyond as imposter syndrome. The feeling that you somehow got into the program by some administrative error and that any minute someone was going to come and discover that you really had no idea what it was that you were doing. I was that bewildered student with a business undergrad entering a philosophically based education master's program that challenged every single bit of my logical and pragmatic way of thinking. I went from reading case studies and learning about micro and macroeconomics to reading intense philosophical theories by John Locke and Immanuel Kant. For the first few months, absolutely nothing made sense. It felt like I was reading a foreign language, like any minute they were going to get that I didn't have the chops to do it, and that I was going to end up a grad school dropout. It was in those sleepless nights that I realized the journey I signed up for was never meant to be easy, but it was meant to push me to realize my potential, and that a number of things had naturally set me up for success. My quote-unquote home training, as I like to call it, the life lessons and examples parted on to me by my hardworking and determined parents and my uber admirable big brother, my perseverance and tenacity to get through my undergraduate degree even while working full time, and the simple fact that I was just one stubborn young woman determined not to fail. And the same goes for you. When you're entering into the workforce for the first time or you're attempting to carve out a new career path, you're going to have to push through a whole whack of doubt, self-doubt, possibly rejection, and whether that's rejection from those that don't believe in you or your own selves of self-doubt and inability to see your worth, it's going to come down to you pulling from the knowledge that you got this far for a reason. That place of unknown and the unfamiliar, that's exactly where the magic happens. And can I tell you a little secret? It wasn't through sheer luck or an administrative error that you got this far in life. And it's not going to be through sheer luck that you continue to thrive. You have to know that and own that. And let's have an honest conversation here and say that the traditional academia world doesn't always give you the skills to navigate life outside of those ivory towers. So when push comes to shove, you're going to have to rely on some common sense, internal drive, and most importantly, passion for the difference you want to make in the world through your work. You're going to have to rely on believing in yourself to get through it. You're going to find yourself in so many situations that no one ever taught you how to manage through. 
And you know what? If you're excited by what you do or by the possibilities of where it can take you, you're going to somehow find a way to make it work. And I wish I knew when I was 22 that being excited about what you do isn't something that necessarily just falls into your lap for most of us. We have to go down a path not yet paved and make mistakes and have to pivot to get to a place where we're really fulfilled or closer to a career to love. Your path to that career utopia may also have to start in a place of self-reflection. I personally think it's a spiritual journey that requires you to really know yourself and in part kind of surrender to being open to the learning journey and open to where it takes you. I did an entire episode on this called Why Your Path to Finding Fulfilling Work Requires a Spiritual Lens, if you're ever curious and want to go a little bit deeper on that. But it can start with some simple but deep questions. Asking yourself, you know, if money and time and those personal self-limiting beliefs or for a lot of us racialized women, what our parents and our community expects of us, if none of those were factors or even the practicality elements were not factors, what would you see yourself doing? And, you know, coupling that with being realistic and honest with yourself is really important. If you don't have Beyonce's singing talent, but want to emulate her singing career, you probably aren't doing yourself any favors. And it's also essential to be clear that there are certain paths you may only ever see in your daydreams. And that's okay. Not everything that excites you has to be the career path you choose. And be careful not to confuse what gives you peace with what drives you. These can all be things that can become something you incorporate in another way in your life. You know, for me, if my life had gone down another path, part of me thinks being a travel writer would be a pretty darn cool job. You know, it incorporates my love for travel as well as my love for the written word because I'm clear on my core values. I know that a non-negotiable for me is giving back and using my platform to affect change. Being a well-paid, probably also well-fed, cultured travel writer would probably not fulfill that. So I get my fixes in other ways. This podcast is one and getting through a bucket list of goals that include an extensive tally of exotic destinations to experience in a post-pandemic world is another. Remember, this is a start and the real journey begins when you fully commit to the process and the universe has a very funny way of conspiring to make things happen when you ask with clarity. And my hope for you is that the year 2022 is full of peace, abundance, and joy, that those simple pleasures become a grounding experience for you to steep further into gratitude, and that the best is yet to come for you too. I hope you usher in 2022 with kindness to yourself and grace for what you've been experiencing in your life and at this time in your career as well. I hope that what you've heard today has provided some food for thought, some new ways of looking at the path ahead and giving you that inner knowing that you've got this. You are so damn worth it and I hope the world shows up in big ways to prove that to you in the new year. And we couldn't have the Color Gap podcast without our amazing sponsors. And this episode of the Color Gap podcast was 
also brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrists for urgent eye care when they need it. From spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications, no referral necessary. And just a reminder, Alberta Health Coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointment. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. And if you haven't taken a moment, I would love for you to be part of the conversation with me for the long term. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And if you're so inclined, I would love for you to leave a review or for you to connect with me to tell me how I can be of further service to you. My contact details are always left in the description box of each episode. And I am so grateful for each of you coming along on the journey with me, for trusting me and giving me all of the space to be my authentic self. I can't wait for what comes next and I will see you again in 2022. Stay safe.